Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is Bonzi and Spanky. We are your fantasy football junkies. Week number 13, and we are cruising right along. Boy, oh boy, uh, I tell you what, we, we have not been getting any better at all, Spanky. Well, you know what, I, sh- I shouldn't say that. We, we, we got some right last week. I mean, you were all over the Pollard thing last week, and he just went off of the Dallas Cowboys, and I feel like... Uh, tonight, you might even see a lot of that happening. So uh, we got we got some big ones right last week. Like flipping a coin, you know. It's just it's just gut feeling. You don't know if it's gas or if it's hey, we have some a hunch on this, but it's it's just so hit or miss. This has been the most awkward fantasy football season I think I've ever been a part of that I can think of. Right. Well, I think we nailed Cordell Patterson. You know, I think I, we mentioned him. We mentioned Dak Prescott. Uh, of course, Aaron Rodgers. You're you're going to start him every week, but you know we we really focused in. Also, Elijah Mitchell. We we mentioned him in the running back spot. He blew up. He was like a top ten fantasy scorer last week. Uh, so I'm trying to talk about some positives that we did. Cordell Patterson. Look now, remember we I said if that guy starts, he could go off, and he did for the Atlanta Falcons. And then I mean nobody though. We've got to give credit where credit is due. No, I don't think either one of us mentioned Joe Mixon's name, and I and I just officially now hate that guy for the rest of my life. I yeah I missed on Joe Mixon. It's like that offense, and I'll bring it up later uh, when we talk about the uh, the boom and bust. It's almost like that offense is almost steered to go through Joe Mixon right now. Yep, yep, very good point. Leonard Fournette, my boy uh, from Tampa Bay, you know, was the number one overall fantasy producer last week. I think he had thirty five plus fantasy points overall in any tor- type of scoring. So. <laughs> Um, you know, guys, it's it's down to the wire. You know, people need wins. You need victories, and hopefully you still need us, all right, and our advice. We're going to talk about some waivers that you could pick up that might be out there. And moving forward, I want to talk a little bit about how, Spanky, you're, right now you should be looking at your team. If you are uh, in the top fourth, if you're in, four, in one, two, three, four spot, don't care what league you're in, 10-man league, 12-man league, you should start preparing for the playoffs by Focusing on players who might help you uh, down the road, especially with matchups. I look a lot at matchups, and uh, the waivers this week we'll get to here at the top of the bat. Uh, four teams on a bye this week, man. We went from two last week to four. Browns, Packers, Titans, and Panthers. So, yeah, if you're a Packers-heavy uh, team, you could be in trouble. Then we'll get to the Thursday Night Football Focus, Biggest Booms and Busts. Spanky will run down that, and then, of course, the Spank Box as we do every single week. So, Spanky, let's talk about these waiver targets, okay? Week number 13, again, like I said, you are probably in a spot where you must win or you're probably in a spot going, man, I cannot, uh, you know, let my team, I can't, I can't, you know, falter right now, and I've got to keep my team kind of on the uh, the right path here um, with, with, with good numbers, okay? And this time of year, it's important to look ahead and plan out your projected starts, sits at the quarterback position, especially if you have a top QB with a relative, relatively like easy rest of the season or schedule that you're comfortable starting each week, I, you can drop any of those backup QBs, Spank. Don't you agree? I mean, just get rid of them and, and put another player in that spot. Uh, it kind of depends on who you have, to be honest with you. So I'll, I'll, I'll focus on my team, for example. So like I, early on in the, in the year, 
I was riding the Kyler Murray, you know, train, but I also have stashed away on my roster, uh, Kirk Cousins. I don't necessarily want to drop him and possibly give him to somebody else. Uh, or, yeah, I mean, I do have Russell Wilson, who is, is a whole nother, you know, argument, but I don't, if you have the roster space, which we've discussed previously, we do in, in this league, but, and I get where you're, what you're saying is you definitely want to protect yourself, but I also don't want to have a piece that can possibly help somebody else if they're in at, at quarterback or running back or something like that. So it's, if you can afford to, yes, but if you, if you can afford to sit on it, sit on it and try to drop a, a, a maybe a backup for somebody that if you're RB1 or wide receiver one, you know, got hurt, that you could do away with something like that rather than putting a top-notch quarterback. That's that's my two cents on it. Right. I love it when you don't listen to my actual question that I just asked you because that's pretty much what I said. So, like, if you've got a Josh Allen or you've got a Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, you are not keeping a backup quarterback on your team, Spank. No, I disagree with that. Why would you I keep a back? Point. Why would you keep a, a quarterback slot filled when you were start? I mean, you're just you're wasting a roster spot, and you're you're wasting yeah. somebody that you could possibly play later on. Because I don't want to put any of my depth out there for somebody else to sit there and say, "Huh, I might like that play better than what I currently have." If they're teetering on a playoff spot, so if I have the depth on my roster. I want to keep it personally. This this is just my focus on my team and my thought process. This is why I make the playoffs every year, except for this year. Now, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to help. I don't want the depth that I've occurred throughout the season to help somebody else that may be, you know, in a, a predicament. You know, this year's a little bit different because I don't think there's an NFL team. And please correct me if I'm wrong. That is head and shoulders running away with their division to where you're. In a uh, where they may sit, uh, let's example uh, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, that type of situation. I personally would sit on that depth. Well, that's why I'm making the playoffs and leading your league right now because I don't do stuff like that. So anyway, Josh Allen's on my team. I'm riding him out. I'm going to be stashing players as much as I can. So you can like Spanky's approach. You can like my approach. You can do your own thing. But I'm saying right now, these are some top waiver targets at QB spots. And, and if you're on the other spectrum, let's be honest, Spanky, if you're on the other spectrum and you're running with like a guy like, uh, let's see here, Carson Wentz. Or, or Ryan Tannenhill, even Taylor Henneke, who's not been bad. But, you know, you, you need some of these other guys on your team. And I, and I see in some of my leagues, there are teams that are carrying three quarterbacks right now. And you know one of those quarterbacks, and, and since we're talking about waivers, you know what one of those quarterbacks a lot of people were picking up was Taysom Hill. You know what I mean? Taysom Hill looks like to be the guy now, and with Camara being out, you just mentioned it earlier. You got breaking news. Uh, I forget was it was it uh, was it Cynthia Freeland who texted you and said, "Hey, he's out." Yeah, we're on a yeah we're on a relationship like that. But I t- wish. But but Taysom yeah. Hill's not a bad pickup. No, it's not. But it's a it's it's a gutsy play because you don't know now that he's QB one, what type of production are you going to get? Are you going to flash back to when he was QB one before? You know, I mean, that's when Kamara's numbers went down before. But if you're in a in a spot where you're again not comfortable with who you got, do you start him and roll the dice? It's probably not the worst thing in the world because you're going to get both rushing and throwing out of him again. Right, for sure. Taylor Henneke, I, we we mentioned him. You know, again, I think he's a, a guy you might want to think about uh, putting on your team. Jimmy Garoppolo, Tyrod Taylor, those are also. 
you know, deep streams that you might want to look at for trying to keep on your team at a waiver uh, pickup this week. Now, running backs by weeks are winding down, and uh, you know you need to to be uh, you know aware of the type of depth that you have on your fantasy bench. Now, Spanky loves the depth. Okay, he just got done preaching about it, and you know it's important. I'm not going to say it's not important, especially uh, when you get to the handcuff players. And 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 backup players like I I took the biggest I, and, and I guarantee you all Dalvin Cook running back owners you had to have the same feeling I had on I, I got so many text messages from people saying aren't you glad you you kept Mattinson on because I almost traded him and a couple of deals and I almost dropped him a couple times because I needed some other spots to have depth but you know keeping and holding on to that handcuff or that player could help you big time right now and and. I'm just going to name off a few here that I think you should keep on your teams, especially if you didn't sell them, um, and, and especially because of injuries, maybe. But like A.J. Dillon, uh, Chuba Hubbard, obviously, his his stock skyrocketed. Tony Pollard, you know, that, that the Dallas Cowboys backfield, I mean, there's just, who knows what's going to happen there. Sony Michael, Mark Ingram, Chase Edmonds, I think is a, is a, is, is a big, big player for the playoffs coming up. And again, it's not because I own them in all five of my fantasy football leagues. I just, I really think that Arizona offense is ready to come back and start tearing it up when they're all healthy. Boston Scott for Philly, Jamal Williams from Detroit. That was a huge waiver wire pickup. Now, again, listen, Spanky and I talk about this fantasy football stuff having done it for 20 years. All right. There's players, again, out there, fantasy team owners, Spanky, that have never done this before, and they're sitting there. And I bet you, Jamal Williams, if he's available, you go pick him up today. Daryl Williams, uh, Ramonde Stevenson, Devontae Booker, and uh, Perrine, Sam Perrine out of Cincinnati, I think are all good waiver wire backs that you need to have on your team. And if they're available, go snatch them up right now. I would agree with that. You know, as you were going through that, I was trying to think back of all these years and of how weird again that this year is, is is you got Henry out, Kamara banged up, Zeke banged up, Swift banged up. These are all round one, two ish players that you drafted. Mm-hmm. So it's what I mean. It's it's crazy. But what I the the funny thing is is also is is you bring up these injuries is the bye weeks that are playing into this also of this late in the game on people that are making that playoff push that don't have, who'd you say, Green Bay, the Browns, Tennessee, right. that are trying to make that push, and now they're without their superstars also. Right. And some other deeper backs that you might want to stash to think about that are in maybe deeper leagues. Uh, Khalil Herbert, Jarrett Peterson from Washington, Matt Breida from Buffalo, uh, Jamar Jefferson from Detroit, um, and, and also maybe Amir Abdullah. What do you think, Spank? I mean, since Christian McCaffrey, he's on the IR again for the second time. You know, if something happens to Chuba, uh, you know, Amir Abdullah, that's the guy. He would be, yeah, it'd be a sticky play if you played him, but I think Hubbard is going to have the first shot again, you know, at, at covering for McCaffrey. That whole Carolina offense is yuck right now. Yeah, it is. And now for wide receivers entering week 13, the type of waiver, 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 wait, waiver, waiver, I can't even talk. <laughs> the type of waiver wire receivers available are, are, are even more, uh, you know, just, not there. Okay, it's it's a dime a dozen. Um, typically, light on wide receiver positions on their fancy benches because they think they can play the the matchups, and especially if you're in a PPR league, like you think how many targets are they going to get now? 
For those of you guys looking for receiver help this week and beyond, here are some options available. Now, I know people don't like Rashad Bateman, but again, see if he's available because I think he's going to he's got to blow up here. And if he doesn't blow, I'm not drafting him next year. I'm not even putting him on my team next year. Sterling Shepard, Van Jefferson, Russell Gage for Atlanta. I think is a high floor play. Gage is uh you know, it has failed to clear 70-plus receiving yards all year, limiting his ceiling a little bit. But he can be turned into that PPR format as a floor play because he picked up 13 targets in uh, in two games. So uh, I don't I don't think you can expect too much out of him. But if he, you know, if one of those 13 turn, I mean, the, the odds are good that that might turn into something. Marquez Valdez Scantling, you know, from Green Bay is another one you might want to look at. Traquan Smith from New Orleans over the last month. Smith's been the target leader and most productive wide receiver. And as mentioned earlier about Taysom Hill at quarterback, uh, he, he loves this, 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 uh, this, this receiver. So that, that's his number one guy. Josh Reynolds from Detroit and Jawan Jennings from San Francisco. Those are all names that if they're on your waiver wire, you want to go out there and pick them up now because it's, it's, it's slim pickings right now, Spanky, a.k.a. Slim. Nice, well played. <laughs> so it um, is slim pickings. It is. It's tough, and and you know Thursday night football focus. Uh, you know, after both these teams, the Cowboys and Saints lose on Thanksgiving. One of them will have a chance at redemption, and um, Cowboys are the favorite. Uh, five and a half points, I think. Five, yeah, five and a half points is is the spread for the Cowboys. I think the over under was forty five and a half. I, I I know I wrote it down somewhere. I just don't see it on my my list here. But fortunately for the Cowboys, seven and four, uh, they have finished their matchups with the AFC West. And on Thanksgiving Day, Dallas dropped its third game against members of that division, and that loss accounted for the Cowboys' third defeat in less than four weeks. Now, meanwhile, the Saints five and six. They only scored six points against the Bills, and that equaled their lowest total during a Sean Payton coach team. Texans held them to just two field goals at Houston uh, on November 29, 2015. New Orleans has now lost four in a row to fall below 500 for the first time this year. Now, despite their losses, both teams are squarely in the NFC playoff picture, so they're going to be hungry tonight for Thursday Night Football. Dallas has a two-game cushion over the Washington football team, while New Orleans is one of four Five and six teams in a virtual tie for the seventh seed. And like Spanky said earlier, man, there's nobody running away with this uh, season this year. Uh, Cowboys lead the all-time series 17 wins to 13 losses against the Saints. And, you know, I've got three things to watch here. Number one, how will the absence of some of those members still affect the Cowboys? Um, you know, with with Cooper maybe not being back, the Cowboys travel uh, without head coach Mike McCarthy, offensive line coach Joe Philbin, assistant offensive line coach Jeff Blasco. I mean, these are all COVID-19 people that are not going to be at the game. The Saints faced a similar problem in September when heading to play at Carolina. Eight assistant coaches had to miss that game against the Panthers, including five involved with that offense. Those absences contributed to the offense only gaining 159 yards and not scoring until the fourth quarter. And as a result... They suffered a 26-7 debacle. Now, defensive coordinator Dan Quinn is going to serve as Dallas's head coach. Should be able to handle that role due to his 85 games of experience directing an NFL team. He led the Falcons to a 43-42 record uh, back in 2015-2020. He's plenty of experience coaching head-to-head against Peyton, but that is something to watch. 
uh, tonight. And again, if 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 you've got Dak Prescott on your team, and maybe you're looking at a, a Kirk Cousins this week, who would you start? You know, I might even go with Kirk Cousins this week over Dak Prescott. Never thought I would say that this season, Spank. Well, it's odd that you bring up my backup quarterback, and that's why he's on my roster, so somebody can't use him against me. <laughs> but, but Kirk Cousins against Detroit, I mean, that is a potential. I mean, that could be a, a, a nice little, with Cook out, that a nice little catapult Cousins up a little bit. But Right. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, how did it, you know, when you sit there and think about all it, these guys preparing and then the head coach is out and then everything. I mean, they could still get their game plan in place and all that stuff, but it's just like, it's just from a coaching standpoint and preparation and all this stuff. It, it, it not only one, do you got to prepare for the other team, but you're preparing to try to do stuff differently to prep yourself for a game day. It's, it's, it's not the job that I guess that I would, you know, covet to have to do all that, but that's why they make the big bucks and yourself as well. Well, Number two thing you need to watch tonight, can Taysom Hill spark that Saints offense? I mentioned him a little bit earlier, how he's going to be getting the number one starting job. Hill is expected to start instead of Simeon, despite this lingering foot injury that's limited him to just seven games in his multi-purpose role during the season. However, he's attempted only eight passes, completing seven of those for 56 yards, interception, no TDs. In 2020, he replaced Drew Brees in four games, completing 82 of 114 pass attempts, for 834 yards, four TDs, and two interceptions. Now, the Cowboys have been more vulnerable through the air than on the ground, and their defense has not looked good the past two games. They rank 27th in the league with allowing almost 300 passing yards each game. However, they do rank third in the NFL with 15 interceptions, eight of which have come from Trevon Diggs. Now, this should be a great opportunity for Hill to show whether he can be a starter or not. Am I starting Taysom Hill? No, <laughs> uh, there's 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 a ton of other quarterbacks that you can go with, but if you're if you're picking them up and putting on your your team, this is a, this is an important game to watch tonight. Now, the other th- thing I'm watching tonight for this Thursday night football matchup is what's going on with Ezekiel Elliott, man. And uh, you know we talked about it a lot last week, and and you were all over Pollard. Did you end up starting Pollard or no? I don't have him, but I I actually it's funny enough I play both. Of, where I'm playing a a team this week that has them both, but it was just a hunch. I mean, it's, again, you see him on a different team. I think he's a, or he's a better fantasy player than what he is, but. Yeah. Elliot's suffered bruised knee. Uh, he's had a thigh thing. Uh, he, he just is not running at full speed. Uh, his rushing contributions have even declined over the course of the seven games after injury. He did compile 41 carries for 253 yards and two scores, in that in the following game against the Giants. Then he rushed 17 times for 69 yards in New England. His workload is diminishing and diminishing fast. It just looks like Pollard is the guy right now. If the Cowboys do limit Elliott's workload tonight, they have a rather capable backup in Tony Pollard. But, man, they still love to give that ball to Elliott on the goal line, don't they, Spank? I mean, Pollard does all the work. And then here you go, Zeke. There's your There's your six right there. Yeah, it's almost it's disgusting to be honest with you. If I was a Zeke owner, I would be and and didn't have Pollard. I'd be irritated, you know that he because you're still getting the touchdown points, but 
that's a bad situation. I don't think it's going to get better anytime going down the road for the Cowboys and Zeke. Yeah, I actually look at Zeke and Pollard this week, both being RB2s. I mean, I really, really do. I mean, they're running back two with Pollard having a higher ceiling this week. So uh, despite losses in three of their last four, the Cowboys' postseason aspirations still remain realistic. They hold that two-game lead, like I said, over Washington. Saints hope for the playoffs. Uh, you know, they're, they're fading, and they need a big win tonight. They trail Tampa Bay in the NFC by three. Um, I, I think tonight's going to be a 20-17 to 17 win for the Cowboys. I think the Saints are going to try to throw the ball a lot tonight. Um, but I just feel like the Cowboys' defense is embarrassed the last couple of weeks, and um, they're going to want redemption, and, and that defense is going to be on point tonight. If there was anyone on the Saints that you are going to start this week, I mean, Deontay Harris might be the only one that I can think of that would be maybe a possible boom player for you this week, Spank. Uh, but for the Cowboys, again, um, you know, you, you look at who do you want to start um, for, for Dallas? Uh, it, it just all comes down to injuries. You're start, I think you're starting Pollard. You're starting both Zeke Elliott. But again, with Prescott, there's so many other quarterbacks that you could start this week. I don't think Prescott is an RB1 this week. Do you? Uh, it'd be hard to take him out of being a QB one stat, but to rewind for just a second, I would, with Kamara out now, Ingram would be a good possible RB two or a flex play to, to piggyback off that. But as far as Dak, I mean, I don't, how do you sit that? What's your, you know, what's your depth? And I hate to keep beating the horse, but it just depends on your depth. If you've prepared yourself and you have somebody that you think if you're strictly based on matchups, if I had Dak, I would. It would be very difficult for me to to put him on the bench personally. Well, let's look at the ratings here this week and who they have. Because if you, I think most leagues were talking about ten to twelve man teams, okay, unless you're in that rotisserie stuff, they've got Dak Prescott projected at twenty points this week, um, and he's tied right now with Matt Stafford and Kirk Cousins both in that number eight spot out of being a top 10. So that means he's they're looking at him to be a top 13 quarterback. Um, but, you know, they, but check this out. Taysom Hill, all right, he's only projected two less points than Dak Prescott this week. That's how crazy fantasy football is. Um, you look down here. So where are you getting so, – so sorry to interrupt you, but so where are you getting your projected stats from as far – because you, you – we bought, we all know that it's going to differ from whatever site you you know you're. you're this is a projection from, so. between Yahoo, ESPN, and um, NFL.com. So they take the three projections and they average that and put that into one at Fantasy Pros. So this is a gotcha. projection of all three leagues, you know, put in there. Because I mean, like with with some leagues, you know, you, you get more points. You're right. Um, like Lamar Jackson is the number one ranked quarterback this week at Pittsburgh. They've got him as an A plus start for twenty four points, um, and then Dak Prescott is a B. You know they've got him rated a B start this week at, at twenty point seven points. So, but the other B quarterbacks, like I just said, Matt Stafford and Kirk Cousins are right there with him. I, I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to. I'll disagree with you to a, to an extent. I think it's actually going to be a good night for Dak. Uh, so I'll put him as my boom QB B. Because I already got a QB one for that, but I think I think I think Dak's going to be just fine, even though it is on the road at New Orleans. And correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's at New Orleans. Yeah. But I think 
I think they're maybe I'm overthinking it because I think I'm a coach sometimes out of the week. So you take the ball out of Pollard's hand or a dump off or and or take it out of Zeke's hand. I think Dak's numbers. I would willing to bet you another case of White Castles being that you stole mine at poker the other night that Dak goes over twenty plus points. Oh, I think he'll go over twenty plus for sure. I don't think he's going to go twenty five plus though. I think anything over twenty though, you're you're somewhat okay with, right? Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that, but I'm also like, look at the ceiling though. I mean, you got Stafford versus Jacksonville, Cousins versus uh, they're at Detroit. I'm starting Stafford. Or, I think Stafford or Cousins have a, a higher ceiling this week than das, Dak Prescott does. Stafford scares me with all the injuries that he that he is accumulating. I, it scares me watching his play. He's still going to get you the points, but. Is he one hit? Well, they're all one hits away from, you know, being injured. But I think from the reports that I was looking at, Stafford has multiple, multiple problems going on with him. But if you're comparing a, a, a an either or like you are, then, I mean, yeah, you can go Stafford, but Dak's not far off. Are you, are you starting Dak or Stafford today, this week? If my playoff life was on the line, Stafford versus... Jacksonville at home, so they do have that. Mm. No, 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 no. They're at Jackson, or they're at home. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They're at LA. Yeah, you're at, you're right. Uh, well, it should be St. Louis, but we'll, that's another argument. <laughs> uh, I'm going Dak because oh, I think Jacksonville's, de- Jacksonville's <laughs> defense has allowed just right. one. Listen, pass TD per game. And that's the eighth fewest to opposing quarterback. Okay, well then let's do the White Castle bet on this then. Let's do the White Castle bet. I say Stafford scores more points than Prescott. You taking that bet? I think Dak Prescott scores more than Matt Stafford. All right, so there's your bet. There's your White Castle bet. All right, there you go. Boom. Double cheeseburgers. Yeah, no, jalapeno Double burgers. Man, I can't believe we didn't get any jalapeno burgers. Anyway, let's uh, get to the biggest booms and busts for week number 13. Spanky's going to run down his list, and we'll start off with your biggest boom quarterback for week 13 who you got well my biggest boom is Dak Prescott Uh, that's not even true (laughs) I'm going with Jalen Hurts this week I like that the Jets defense he uh he laid a turd uh last week versus Giants so he's gonna want a redemption against the uh, other New York team and and I think he bounces back versus a bad Jets defense this week so Jalen Hurts is my 1a boom and Dak Prescott is my 1b Boom. All right. Who's your biggest because boom? Who's on the line? Who's your biggest boom at running back? I'm going with, it's almost a no-brainer, but I, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, yeah. I think, I'll admit, I was down on him at the beginning of the season. Uh, maybe I didn't do enough homework on him, but versus Houston, uh, Houston's defense is give, that's allowing 130-plus yards, uh, rushing yards per game. Jonathan Taylor's prime for a big one, and, and, and for those owners that probably have Taylor, they're probably in the playoff mix, uh, depending on obviously everything else. But you can't go wrong with Jonathan Taylor. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to make it easy so I can actually get some picks right. Yeah, and here's it's horrible here's, when I get these. Wrong. I think here's another two real easy ones. But I think Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, both are A plus starters this week. But I also, you know, I also like again. I also like Elijah Mitchell Spank at Seattle. I really, really do. He's coming up big for people that have that waited on him. The finger issue is obviously not an issue, right? Yeah. I think he could be a big boom this week. Wide receiver, who do you got for your big boom this week? 
Uh, I've been a bit of favorite of Jamar Chase all season long, and he's kind of been a tough match. It's a tough matchup against the Chargers, but he's, I think it's like a four-week slump where he's had 11 points, 7 points, 11 points, 5 points. We're so used to him scoring every week, and that's how he was. So if you did move him early in the season, I'd be kind of curious of what some people got back when, he's, when they did sell him high. Uh, but I think he gets back in the end zone this week. But again, that's me thinking positive for my own players. So. Right. You know, somebody that I've read a lot about this week, and I don't know if he's going to have a boom week or not, but uh, wide receiver Chris Godwin um, from Tampa Bay was ignored uh, in that in that game last week, and and and, and Brady was was blown up. Uh, the coaching staff was blown up. Uh, there was a lot of people like, "What happened? Did you like lose Chris Godwin?" So whenever that happens, it seems like, and, I, and I've read this on, on multiple different sites, Tom Brady likes to come in and just throw all the balls to that player that they feel like he forgot about. And so I, Chris Godwin might have a huge week this week, guys, just so you know. Squeaky wheel gets the grease type situation. Yep, yep, that's what I think. All right, so let's get to your flex boom this week. Who do you got? I can't help but go with your guy, Alexander Madison versus Detroit. Lions defense allows 130-plus yards per game. would be a great spot uh, for a lot of points. However, like we said earlier, don't be surprised if Cousins throws a lot in that game too. But there's the dump op- opportunity for dump-off passes to Madison, but he's primed for a big spot with, with, with Cook out. Yep, yep, I agree. All right, time to get to those busts and um... – these, I think, um, are becoming a little bit easier now with some of these teams dealing with so many injuries and so many just, you know, COVID things and, and, and just, you know, like Joe Burrow right now. I mean, I loved Joe Burrow at the beginning of the season, and I would have had no problem giving up Josh Allen for a, a running back number one. And I tried trading with teams uh, multiple times, Josh Allen for some other running back. I'm glad I didn't. Because Burrow, I think this week, man, like if he's on your team, oh, you do not want to start that guy. So let's start off with a quarterback bust. Spanky, who do you got? Hold on, I'm taking notes here. So you traded Burrow, who was on a bye, got Eckler. Eckler is one of your hots for the. Okay, I just wanted to write that down real quick. So sorry. Uh, QB bust this week is the embarrassment that they also call Russell Wilson. I don't know where he is, but he's. Not Russell Wilson that we're used to. He's putting him in the bus category until he proves he's 100% and he's back to being Russ. He had 23 points last week, and a lot of that came in, which we all love if we have that player, in garbage time fantasy points. But that entire offense is hideous. That's worse than my waistline, I think. Yeah, and Metcalf owners, I mean, they are just pulling out their hair, aren't they? I mean, even if it's totally white now from being old, I mean, they just they're pulling their hair out. I would agree with that, and you, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what did he do? I mean, he did he get two? What was it? Two targets last week? Three targets? <laughs> maybe, that? maybe but nothing until the end. Maybe. I don't know, man. I don't know what's what happened to Russ, but yeah, Russ is my bust for this week. Who's your bust running back for week thirteen? Well, as we found out, and I did these notes in my six hours of prep time prior to our one hour broadcast, but Alvin Kamara was going to be my bust, so I would have to to catapult and pinpong it back to you. Kamara was going to be mine. Who do you think? Because I don't have anybody prepared as far as a bust. Who you got? Uh, I'm a you know Daryl Williams from Kansas City. I think a lot of people are big on him right now, and I've seen him on a lot of bust weeks uh, or bust lists. Six games with Edwards Hilaire on the field this season. 
Williams only scored more than six PPR points just once, and I know a lot of people have, still have him on the team. Uh, so I would, you know, be careful with Darrell Williams. Be careful with David Johnson in Houston. I think you should be careful with, you know, I I, I talked about Ramondre Stevenson or Ramondre Stevenson earlier for uh, New England picking him up, but uh, I mean, just be careful with those. Um, Tevin Coleman too from from the Jets. I've seen a lot of people saying that they're not they're staying away from all Jets running back this week. Uh, because, I mean, it's just not a good matchup. So um, any of those guys I think could be potential big bust this week in Week 13. What about wide receivers, Spank? Who you got? I went with old Darnell Mooney. He's been on fire of recently, and I, and I think it's going to be a down week this week. Uh, why? I'm glad you asked. Because I think Chicago is going to put the ball in my guy Monty's hands to keep the cards offense off the field. Hard defense like allowing that. only 187 yards passing wise. So I, like I just think it's going to be a, and again, he's a great wide receiver, but I'm looking for a down week this week. I think it's last week. I mean, he had 15 weeks, 20, and then the bye prior to that. So I had him on my roster. I was dumb enough to let him go. And, but I think this week's a bad week for him. Yeah. I want to apologize to all the fancy owners that I might have convinced into picking up Elijah Moore <laughs> for the Jets. <laughs> Because uh, with with Zach Wilson back under center for the Jet, Moore's fantasy production suffered with just four catches. I think I don't even think he had fifty yards. Snapped a four game streak of Moore scoring at least. I mean, it just was not good. So I apologize, and I would, uh, yeah, I, I'll send you some White Castles if you guys <laughs> picked up Elijah. It was not good. So there's my apology on on that right there. Uh, who is your bust flex position this week, Spank? Going for a super, super, super reach. I think Cordell has a bad week this week. It's a great season so far, just a tough matchup. Versus Tampa Bay, Bucks defense, the third fewest points per game to running back. So wow. I think this week might be, I know it's a reach, but hey, it's not like I haven't been wrong before. Very true. Very, very true. <laughs> All you Matt Breida people out there, you know, I, I feel like you need to watch out for him this week uh, against New England. I also think, uh, who did we talk about earlier? Was it, uh, who did I mention earlier? Tony Pollard? Somebody has him. I just got this update. Someone just, it, someone has him. Tony Pollard is he's outside of a top twenty start, but Ezekiel Elliott is right there at fourteen. So you've got the Dallas running backs at fourteen and twenty this week projected. Uh, so who knows? Who knows about tonight? Good luck on that, and good luck on week number thirteen. I know y'all need a big win, and I know I do too. So any questions, any comments, send them to us on the Fantasy Football Junkies Facebook page, and we're gonna wrap up a week number thirteen with another spank box. What do you got, buddy? Hey, you. I'll tell you something. Don't be that guy. Week 13. Don't be that guy that's asking about, hey, uh, how much are uh, the payouts, man? I'm, I'm trying to sniff in the playoffs. And, uh, I was just wanting to know what the playoffs are, what the payouts are. What can you tell me? Hey, don't be that guy. If you win the league, then you'll know what the payouts are. Don't be that guy wasting my time. But, uh, what do I get from that? If I get this and if I win this, and, just shut up, I. I love it. I love it. You know what? I think a lot of people listen to your spank box on Thanksgiving because I didn't get one text message from anyone about football on Thanksgiving Thursday. Thank you for that. 
I was in a food coma, so you wasn't getting anything from me. <laughs> That's week number 13, Fantasy Football Junkies. My name is Bonzi. That is Spanky, and we will catch you all next week. Good luck, and make sure you make all of your fantasy football a reality, not a fantasy, with us here at the Fantasy Football Junkies.